possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater. Welcome to the Palace Theater's Broadway Buzz, presented by Webster Bank. My name is Stuart Brown, founder of the 24-7 online Broadway radio station SoundsofBroadway.com, playing the best from Off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage. I'll be your host for this podcast series. On this episode of the Broadway Buzz, I'll be talking briefly about some of the holiday musicals that have been performed at the Palace Theatre, and I'll also be playing a musical selection from each show. While there is no in-person holiday musical this year, we can revisit past productions that have graced the Palace stage, such as Elf, White Christmas, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and A Christmas Carol. In the United States, these shows and many others are extremely popular during this time of year. It is like the tradition in the United Kingdom of a pantomime, or panto as they are known. These are not shows with mimes. According to Wikipedia, pantos are a type of musical comedy stage production designed for the entertainment of millions of families during the British holiday season that can trace its origins to the 17th and 18th centuries. Pantomimes, as performed today, include songs, gags, slapstick comedy, and dancing. It employs gender-crossing actors and combines topical humor with a story more or less based on a well-known fairy tale, fable, or folktale. Pantomime is a participatory form of theater in which the audience is expected to sing along with certain parts of the music and shout out phrases to the performers. Probably its greatest asset is the capacity to offer the child their first magical encounter with live theater. Sounds quite entertaining. Might be a lot of fun to have pantomime-type shows come to these shores. Well, let's get to our episode of the Palace Theater's Broadway Buzz, and let's start off with the musical version of Elf, the very successful 2003 holiday movie comedy, and that starred Will Ferrell as the Elfman Buddy. The original production opened on Broadway on November 14, 2010, and ran for just short of two months, closing on January 2, 2011. And It was never really designed to be a long-running show, but has become a holiday favorite. It was revived on Broadway in 2012, played the London stage for 10 weeks in the 2015-2016 season, and has toured extensively, with the Palace being one of its stops. The score is by Matthew Sklar and Chad Begulin. While their names might not sound familiar, they have written a number of Broadway scores, including The Wedding Singer and The Prom. For listeners familiar with the film, the stage version has some significant differences. So here are just a few of them. In the musical, the story is narrated by Santa Claus rather than Papa Elf. In fact, Papa Elf does not even appear in the musical version. Being that we are in the digital age, Santa Claus uses an iPhone instead of a list while delivering gifts. Some notable scenes from the film that are absent, and they include Buddy's visit to the mailroom of the Empire State Building and his rescuing of Michael from school bullies in a Central Park snowball fight. The film and musical also strongly deviate in the character of Walter Hobbs. In the film, Walter is portrayed as greedy, obsessed with his work, and deliberately neglectful of his family duties. In the musical, he's sort of softened a bit, and he's now shown more as bumbling, forgetful, and overworked. Well, let's hear a song from Elf, and the score is very tuneful, playful, and full of holiday spirit. 
There are a lot of really good ones to choose, but I have chosen Sparkly Jolly Twinkle Jingly. There's a saying we have up north that helps us put our best foot forth. If you want to deck the halls for Mr. C, make sure they're Sparkle Jolly Twinkle Jingly. What the heck is that supposed to mean? Just more the usual home office bug dick. When a room is gloomy and its atmosphere is called it quits, then you must remember that December is a time for glitz. Never stop until each limb on your Christmas tree is sparkle jolly twinkle jingly. Pick up every ornament that's sitting waiting on a shelf. While you're busy decorating, why not decorate yourself? Soon you'll bring a smile to every person you see. I'm Sparkle Twinkle Jolly, what? Close enough! And if you're at a loss, remember the phrase that says to thine own elf be true. To thine own elf be true. For when it comes to Christmas displays, look inside and you'll know what to do. You'll know just what to do. Put some cheery folder on on every wall and every nook. Tinsel up each corner till it's Christmas everywhere you look. Give the world a holiday that's bright as can be. Make it sparkle, jolly, twinkle, jingly. Elf the Musical, that was Sparkle Jolly Twinkle Jingly. 
Well, let's go to our next show, and the next holiday musical which has played The Palace is the 1957 Dr. Seuss classic, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the story of the Grinch trying to take away Christmas from the townsfolk of Whoville below his mountain hideaway. Nowadays, most people know of the story from the 1966 animated TV special and the 2000 film that starred comedian Jim Carrey, which was the sixth highest grossing film of 2000 and the third highest grossing holiday film of all time. The movie deservedly won the Academy Award for Best Makeup. The half-hour animated telecast aired on CBS on December 18, 1966, and CBS repeated it annually during the Christmas season until 1987. Since then, it has aired on a variety of TV and cable networks. The special has received a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and TV Guide ranked the special number one on its 10 Best Family Holiday Specials list. Just this month, Tony nominee and Glee alum Matthew Morrison starred as the Grinch in a new TV production of the musical. The Broadway production debuted on November 8, 2006 and closed on January 7, 2007. As with Elf, this was not slated to be an open-ended run. This production is notable for being the first Broadway musical to offer 12 performances a week. A regular performance week for a Broadway show is only eight shows a week. In the first week of December 2006, the musical topped the Broadway box office grosses, putting an end to Wicked's top grossing streak that had lasted 100 weeks, almost two years. The following year, the musical opened on Broadway for a limited run, and this was scheduled from November 9th until January 6, 2008, and it played up to 15 performances a week. Think of that, 15 shows a week. The production was just under 90 minutes, so you could squeeze in multiple performances each day. Unfortunately, the show was halted before the morning matinee of November 10th, so that was just the day after opening, as a result of the 2007 Broadway stagehand strike, and that closed all Broadway shows. It was only a judge's injunction against the theater owners that enabled the show to start up again on November 23rd. Let's listen to a song from the musical, and I was going to play the most well-known song, and that's your mean one, Mr. Grinch, but I thought we would do something a little different, so we are going to hear the multi-Tony Award-winning actor John Cullum, who played Max, the fateful dog of the Grinch, and the cast with Who Likes Christmas? That's long ago now. I'm not the dog I used to be, but that hole in the mountain was once a home to me. You know who used to live up there? I'm sure you do. I lived up there with him. I lived up there too. Now, every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. Who likes Christmas? Who's like Christmas? I like Christmas. Who's like Christmas a lot? Ringing on key. Guilty to be 
from the musical version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That was Who Likes Christmas? And we'll be back with our last show of this episode, A Christmas Carol, after this short break. Where can you hear the best music from Off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage? The answer, soundsofbroadway.com, your 24-7 online Broadway music radio station. Listen to selections from well-known, popular, and more obscure musicals from the most diverse playlists anywhere. That's soundsofbroadway.com. Let's go on with the show. We're all living through an unusual time together, but each one of us is dealing with it differently. Webster Bank is here to help you move forward at whatever pace is right for you. Whether you're taking small steps or big, bold ones. Whether you're refocusing on your future, re-energizing your business, or reconnecting with everyone you love, Webster will help you take your next steps on your time. The last holiday musical I'll be talking about that has previously played the Palace is A Christmas Carol. It has music by Alan Menken, who besides all the Disney classic scores he has contributed to, has helped write the scores for such off-Broadway and Broadway musicals as Little Shop of Horrors, Beauty and the Beast, Sister Act, Newsies, and A Bronx Tale. The lyrics are by Lynn Ahrens, who worked on such musicals as Ragtime, Susicle, and Anastasia. The show is based on Charles Dickens' 1843 novella of the same name. The show was presented annually at New York City's Paramount Theater in Madison Square Garden from December 1, 1994, to December 27, 2003. During this time, many Broadway luminaries have played the role of Ebenezer Scrooge, and they included Terrence Mann, Tony Randall, Hal Linden, Roddy McDowell, F. Murray Abraham, Frank Langella, Tim Curry, Tony Roberts, Roger Daltrey of the rock group The Who, and Jim Dale. According to lyricist Lynn Ahrens, Tony Randall was in his 90s at the time, and they would hold on to either arm in the chorus line, and he would jump up and down. We did 15 shows a week, and he never missed a show. A Christmas Carol was also adapted for TV in 2004, and that production starred Kelsey Grammer, Jane Krakowski, Jason Alexander, Jesse L. Martin, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. The musical was developed in the early 1990s by Madison Square Garden Productions. They approached composer Alan Menken to gauge his interest. He was hot off his Academy Award wins for Disney's The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. The composer was given carte blanche to assemble a team of collaborators to work with on the project, and they included the late British stage director Mike Ockren and choreographer Susan Stroman, and they were involved in the hit Broadway musical Crazy For You, and as I mentioned, also the Tony-nominated Once on This Island lyricist Lynn Ahrens. According to Ahrens, One of the challenges for Mike and I as book writers was making a story that had a dramatic arc to it. Even though the original Christmas Carol goes from this emotionally deprived man all the way to the end where his heart opens up, all the beats along the way are kind of formulaic with the three ghosts, which the audience expects. We had to find a way to make it fresh and dramatically satisfying, so I think that was a big challenge to adapt a famous novel that did honor to the novel, but gave a chance for other characters to be involved. And one of their solutions was to open up A Christmas Carol to make London itself a character and to highlight the rich and the poor and everyone in between as they celebrated Christmas. Aarons again says, There's a wonderful song in A Christmas Carol that I love called Christmas Together. 
It's this moment on Christmas Eve where everyone in London is celebrating Christmas in their own way. There are sailors coming into town and they're going to have Christmas with the hookers down on the docks. There are wealthy families and poor families. The wealthy families are beautiful and having concerts in their lovely homes, and the poor families are celebrating that they have an orange or even a small chicken. It's this very epic number, and it goes all around Christmas in London, and all the sets were magnificent, and the costumes were magnificent, and it told such a story. I feel like that was something that was a wonderful challenge to try to accomplish and to show all of London celebrating and this poor man named Ebenezer Scrooge peering into windows and seeing how other people did it. That was a great moment for me. The score to A Christmas Carol is reminiscent of Mencken's early work for Disney and was written during the years he was also composing Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Pocahontas. He says, I remember Michael Eisner, who was chair of Disney, came down to the theater to see the show, and I got the greatest compliment from him. He was kind of angry and looked at me and said, why didn't we do this? A Christmas Carol premiered at the Paramount Theater on December 1st, 1994, featuring a cast of over 100, a wraparound set of Victorian London that enveloped audiences on all sides, and a dizzying array of costumes that range from the supernatural to the sublime. Director Mike Ockren's vision for the production was inspired by the holiday pantomimes he saw as a child in North London. In his original director's notes for A Christmas Carol, Ockren writes, I hope that kids and families will experience the same thrill I had all those years ago of enjoying the show and the wonderful reminder that nothing need remain the same, that within us all we have the capacity to share, communicate, and love each other. Again, Lynn Ahrens. His concept for the show, for a theater of that size, and there were over 6,000 seats in the theater, was an advent calendar, and it was immersive. Mike's idea was to take the set and extend it up the aisles and all around the theater so that there were rows of old London storefronts and all these little windows above them. At a certain point in the show, all the windows would open up around the theater, and in the windows were these angel choirs, and all the company and the children would sing to Scrooge, God bless us, everyone. It was sublime, it was so humane and inclusive. From 1994 through 2003, A Christmas Carol gave work to hundreds of theater professionals during the holiday season. At the time of its premiere, the only major recurring holiday show in New York City was the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. The production model paved the way for recurring holiday shows on Broadway, such as White Christmas, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, Elf, and A Christmas Story. To this day, A Christmas Carol holds the record as the longest-running show in Broadway history. Well, let's hear a song from the show, and we are going to hear The Lights of Long Ago. of Christmas past It's your lucky night Brought you something bright Something with a twinkle and a glow To remember The lights of long ago Remember The lights of long ago Glimmers in the dark Here and there a spark 
Suddenly a picture starts to grow. Come remember the lights of long ago. Remember the lights of long ago. A child, is this who you used to be? A scene shining from your past. The vast vistas of your memory. The shadows you cast. Mr. Scooch holds fast. the night, onward towards the light, onward to a place your heart will know. Come remember the lights of long ago. Remember the lights of long ago. John William Scrooge, you will go to prison for non-payment of debts. Three years! Next case. Father, father! No, no! How will we live? Where will we go? Learn this lesson, Ebenezer. Save your pennies. Make your fortune and keep it. Father! That's my father. Let the stars in the sky remind us of man's died soon after. You and your sister were separated. Poor pathetic lad. No more mum or dad. Not a bit of joy or mistletoe to remember the lights of long ago. Remember the lights of long ago. <laughs> Here's your pay, my boy. Thank you, Mr. Hawkins. Happy Christmas, Ebenezer. Here's your pay, Ebenezer. Don't spend it all at once. <laughs> no, I shan't, thank you. I intend to make my fortune and keep it. Well, happy Christmas, my boy. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, sir. Happy Christmas. Dear Sister Fan, I've been living and working in this terrible place for six months. <laughs> I miss you terribly. I often remember the way things used to be. There's a place called home I can almost see. Christmas tree. It's a place called home that I still can travel to. It's the place in my heart where I still come home to you. Merry Christmas.
Christmas. Don't forget me. Your loving brother, Ebenezer. Just a place in my heart I can still come home to The years flew by. Fan married, then died in childbirth. Lights out on poor Fan. But her child survived. My nephew, Fred. Yes, he survived, and my sister died. I don't see him. Why are you showing me these miserable moments? Let me go. To understand the present, learn from the past. From the stage production of A Christmas Carol, that was the lights of long ago. This concludes this episode of The Broadway Buzz. I hope everyone has a safe and happy holiday season. You've been listening to the Palace Theater's Broadway Buzz, presented by Webster Bank. My name is Stuart Brown, founder of the 24-7 online Broadway music radio station, soundsofbroadway.com, playing the best from Off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage. Thank you for listening. I hope you will join me on our next podcast episode. Until then, stay safe, be well, and be informed with the Broadway Buzz. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace.